Welcome into Four Down Territory. I am Kyle Madsen, the managing editor of Niners Wire. Joining me, as always, we're back. It's Doug Farrar, the managing editor of the Touchdown Wire. Doug, we made it through the slog of the NFL offseason. It was we are here. Oh, God. Training camps are getting ready to start. I'm fired up, Ooh. man, and I'm happy to be back here on Four Down Territory. Thank goodness. Together again for the first time. Uh, yes, it's a pleasure to be back. A pleasure to talk football. Pleasure to talk a project that our own NFL Wire site, uh, tremendous uh, editors such as yourself and writers such as a lot of other people put together. And uh, it's it was a great list and a lot of work, and now we're going to tear it to bits. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. This is This is my favorite thing. I, so when when the project got announced, it was do this, do this, vote this way. You can do one, you can do thirty-two, however many you want to do. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna do ten. I'm gonna rank my top ten. And then I got to eight, and went, I'm doing all thirty-two. This is way too much fun. So I had a blast with this, and I'm gonna have a blast breaking it down with you. I can't wait. Yeah, it's always fun. And unlike the uh, NFL Network Top 100, we think these votes are actually who they say they are. We're just saying. Yeah, I did not outsource my vote. Yeah, I'm not inferring anything. So, <laughs> all right, very good. So, as you I said, trouble with the shield. <laughs> no, don't want to. Don't want to do that. Don't want to. Don't want to stir up any any trouble for sure. No. So, our awesome team of of editors and writers put together and voted on a list of the 50 most dominant players in the NFL. But every time one of these lists come out, whether it's whether it's this dominant uh, 50 most dominant or the NFL network top 100 whatever it is, there's always this like subcategory of player who who should make these lists but don't. Like there's always that one like really egregious snub so yep. based on how the voting went give me one player let's start on offense give me one offensive player who should have been in the top 50 but wasn't and then also tell me why you think the snub was was bad and by the way the top 101 annual list on touchdown wire, which you will see at the end of august there's another one there's it's a great plug ones. uh so my guy on offense is brown's guard joel batonio i like that three guards zach martin of the cowboys quentin Nelson of the colts and chris lynch from the falcons made the list i'm always in favor of the big dudes getting love especially when they're not tackles it's like mm -hmm. hey three guards i'm good but or and it could easily be argued that none of those fine gentlemen had a better 22 22 season than batonio and batonio has been one of the nfl's best guards for a good long time now i i could say over the last two seasons there hasn't been a better mm -hmm. guard in football and him and Wyatt Teller together with their pulls and their sweeps and, you know, everything. It's just, he's, he's awesome. The nine year veteran who has played his uh, entire career with the Browns allowed one sack, six quarterback hits and 13 quarterback hurries and 667 pass blocking snaps last season. And he did so with a quarterback situation that was to put it kindly unstable. Uh, yeah. Adding his run blocking expertise and his athleticism and all things. He was a tackle in college, by the way. I would have liked to see Batonio over at least Nelson, who had a really off season, and Lindstrom, mm -hmm. uh, based on last year. And he's right up there with Zach Martin, if not ahead of him. So that's my guy. Uh, Kyle, what about you? The one that, that really jumped out to me was Mike Evans not yeah. being in the top 50. Yeah. And whether you want to make this about last year or his whole career, he's been in the, in the NFL for nine seasons, and he has 1,000 yards in all of them, including the one that he played 13 games. There's just an, yeah, it's not, not bad. There's an air of inevitability about Mike Evans 
that to me makes him one of the 50 most dominant players in the league and and he did not wind up on the list um he's done that with good quarterbacks with bad quarterbacks with good receivers across from him with bad receivers across from him you just pencil mike evans in for a thousand yards that's not super easy to do and i i i think that he he should have been on the list for sure yeah he did it with tom brady. yeah he did it with tom brady last year and uh, i mean it was tom brady but i mean over the last two years the buccaneers have had no run game to speak of so you don't have to stack the box mm-hmm. uh, which and this if he gets a thousand yards with Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask as his quarterbacks, I say he's the most dominant player in the NFL. Forget receiver. Forget. <laughs> Clip that. Write Number it down. One. Just in just in case. Ooh. I also feel I also feel like I'd be doing a bad job as the Niners Wire editor if I did not mention Debo Samuel here as a as an offensive player who should have been in. He did have a down year last year, so I understand that. But the strength of his 2021 and and frankly his his 2019 as well. He was hurt in 2020, but. His rookie year in 2019 was really good. And the way he's dominant in in multiple facets and how defenses have to sew game plan around him really sticks out. But I also understand that sustaining that excellence is is kind of part of it. And he he was not at that level last year. So I, I get it. But like I said, I feel like a bad Niners Wire editor if I didn't mention him. Bad editor, bad. Well, <laughs> and he said that he had a down season. He, uh, I've seen the uh, the boxing videos. Uh, Debo's going to mm-hmm. go off. I don't care who his quarterback is. He's going to go off this year. A guy I hope he's not going to start boxing defenders. Well, if, you know, that's legal. if there's no flag, it's legal. So we'll just see what <laughs> That's, that's how right. I live my life. If there's no flag, it's legal. Let's move on to the defensive side of the ball. Give me a name, uh, one or more players uh, on that side who should have made the list but did not. I'll go with two guys at the same position on the same team. How about that? Oh, Eagles, sure. Eagles quarterbacks, James Bradbury and Darius Slay. Bradbury ended up as a 52nd player on the list, just missed the cuts, just missed the cut. And the only reason I could think of is that he's coming off by far his best season to date. There might be a, like a reverse recency bias here. There's also the matter of 2021, his final season with the Giants, where his opponent pass rating allowed was 100.3. Uh, it was 51.8 last year. Uh, and he was, as far as off Jeez. coverage, he might've been the best cornerback in the NFL. Uh, and then Darius Slay, who came in 59th overall. And I kind of wonder if to a point Slay and Bradbury cancel each other out. I'm not voting for two Eagles cornerbacks or whatever. Oh. Um, and Slay last year allowed 47 catches on 83 targets for 559 yards, uh, five touchdowns, three interceptions, nine pass breakups, and an opponent pass rating of 82.3. The touchdown total seems high until you watch his tape. It's mitigated by the fact that Slay spent so much time last season defending the number one receiver for the opposing offense, and he did so so much in press man coverage, which is kind of the ultimate arbiter of can you play cornerback at a high level mm-hmm. or not. He was operating on a, tight, a higher tightrope than most cornerbacks and he did it at a very high level. So I'll put Slay and Bradbury in there like, well, one of these guys should have made it probably both of them and neither one of them did. So that's a double snub. Um, so, so, and, and what's your, who's your guy? I think Darius Slay is a really good answer. I was, I was pretty stunned that, that he didn't land here. Javon Hargrave. No, I'm not picking another nine. Uh, Demario I Davis. Not, I would not argue that point at all. <laughs> I'm not, I, I, you you guys have no idea what you've got on that. <laughs> I he's, mean no, but oh my god. He's an unbelievable player. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go down to the NFC South and I'm gonna shout out to Mario Davis, who uh he's been an all pro in each of the last four seasons, hundred tackles in eight out of his eight out of the last ten years. Uh he's an improved player in coverage and controlling the middle of the field 
especially that intermediate area is just so important yep. and he's going to rush the passer. He's going to get to the quarterback. He's going to be an effective, he's going to be an enforcer in the run game. And then he's going to go be effective in coverage in the second level. And I just think that there's no more important thing that a defense can do against modern offenses than control the area that Demario Davis dominates in. So I know he was just outside the top 50, but I, I think he absolutely should have gotten in there. Like I said, Slay and Bradbury are great answers, but Demario Davis is the one that, that to me was, was the most egregious defensive snub. He's been really good for a long time. I think he was my number four linebacker on my list of the top 11 yeah. coming into the season. Um, and yeah, he's, yeah, it was uh, Fred Warner. Hello. Uh, Bobby Wagner, Levante David, and then him. And yeah. the thing about, well, number one, the Saints have not been great over the last yeah. couple of years. When you talk about the Saints, you never talk about their defense, even though their defense was better than their offense last year. Yeah. Uh, yes, he does get snubbed. He absolutely does get snubbed. Um, and it's 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 not fair. It's not right. And that's just the way it is. But uh, yeah, he's a great player. Still a great list, though. Um, all right, let's let's move on. So, okay, so we have our snubs. We have the guys who should have been on yeah, the list. We're not bashing the list. We're just picking nits on video because that's what we do. Right. That's 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 the goal of the program. So, if we're taking guys, uh, uh, putting guys on the list, that means on a list of fifty, we have to take some guys out. So, uh, give me a name of a a player or, or or multiple players on the offensive side who are on the list that eh, you know what maybe shouldn't have been. I'm. The only reason I'm not putting Aaron Rodgers on here is because, and the, the splits pre and post thumb injury were not as drastic as you might think. He didn't hmm. have a good season. Um, so I almost went there, but Lamar Jackson um, and also oh. injuries. But if this top 50 was more about the guys due for career best seasons in 2023, Jackson might be top 10, but it yeah. wasn't. It was about the most dominant players coming into the 2023 season. And based on his last two seasons, I have a tough time putting Jackson anywhere near number 19, which is where he finished. He was the number four quarterback, I believe. Uh, he has his best receiver core to date. He has an offensive coordinator in Todd Monken, who went to Georgia after an NFL career and kind of learned a lot about college offenses and RPOs and motions and shifts mm -hmm. and all that. And I think it's going to be cool. But there's the fact also that Jackson missed a total of nine games in the last two seasons due to injury. When he was on the field, he ranked 19th in DYAR among starting quarterbacks and 14th in DVOA. That's okay, mm. but is it dominant? Is it MVP dominant like he has been? I have trouble ascribing that particular adjective to his last two seasons, no matter what he's done in his career. And know how to, I'm, I'm very bullish on his near future, but that's mm. not really what we're talking about here. So if, and I'm not saying he's going to stink in 2023, quite the opposite. Um, so this isn't an invitation to old takes exposed. It's just coming into the season. I'm not so sure. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's totally fair. And I'm with you on, on him potentially having a career year and he's been yeah. really good, but Greg Roman designing a passing game. Not great. Designing a run game. Awesome. Designing a passing game. Not, not his bag. So I'm really excited to see Lamar Jackson in a quote unquote real offense. <laughs> uh, I have, I have a couple here. And I'm really I, I want to run this first one by you because I, I trust your opinion on on all things football. I think Trevor Lawrence got put on this list a little bit early and he was really good last year, dramatically improved under under Doug Peterson. I think everybody thought that was going to happen just by subtraction of Urban Urban Meyer. I think Trevor Lawrence is bound to take some kind of leap, but he was seven yards per attempt. He has 25 touchdowns, eight picks uh, is a nice year, but it feels like calling him one of the most 
dominant players in the NFL right now, that feels a little premature to me. What do you think? I don't have a problem with him in the top 50. And there are things he did even in the Urban Meyer season. You remember the the overtime game they lost to the Bengals where that was the, the whole team went back to Jacksonville and Meyer stayed in yes. uh, Ohio to hilarious circumstances. Yes. He made, that was what his fourth NFL game. And he uh, uh, coaching staff was a joke up and mm-hmm. down. And he was making some like peak Aaron Rodgers level throws. Right. Right. So, um, you know, the, they didn't really have a number one receiver per se, like a dominant X ISO guy. Christian Kirk w- became this amazing slot guy, mm-hmm. but you know, the offensive line was a bit hit and miss. The run game was okay. Um, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I wouldn't okay. like in the top 10 or anything, but top 50. Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm cool. The other, the other one that stuck out to me was was Mark Andrews from mm. from the Ravens. Been really good. Like I don't. This is tough because it's not. I'm not trying to say Mark Andrews is is not a good player. He's he's excellent, but he's a pretty good run blocker. Not dominant in the way Rob Gronkowski was or or George Kittle is. Yeah. But he has a thousand yards once. He's gone over 850 yards only twice, and. You know, he's he's good in the red zone, but I feel like a lot of that is because the Ravens don't have a ton of other options. So Mark Andrews, really good player. I don't feel great about making him one of the 50 most dominant in the league. I think the numbers, you have to look at the context of their offense. They're not mm-hmm. going to pass a lot, especially, you know, they had, it was kind of like the Niners where they had three different quarterbacks. Um, right. I would say look, Travis Kelsey is NFL's best tight end against zone. Mark Andrews mm-hmm. is top two or three against man. And where that shows up, his attributes against man, the ability to separate in short areas. I mean, there's a reason he's a dominant red zone and end zone target. Um, mm-hmm. I think if he was in a, if he, he's not Travis, well, he's faster than Kelsey at this point in his career. Kelsey is a, a bit more nuanced, but if yeah. he was in a pass heavy offense, I think the numbers would more reveal his talent. That's another guy mm-hmm. where, if he's 52, if he's 48, I, I'm, I, you know, if he just cracks the list, I'm, I'm okay with it. Okay. Uh, that's, he's not Kelsey. He's not Kittle as a pure receiver. He's not even Darren Waller. Um, mm-hmm. Although that's kind of all Waller is and that's fine. Cause he's great. Right. Um, but if we're putting four tight ends in the list, I think he's three or four. Um, okay. so, and it's an important position. So I, I, I get what you're saying. And I wouldn't say um, both, both Lawrence and Andrews, I think are, top 50 ish. They're not mm-hmm. top 20, but they're, you know, sure. it's kind of like Bradbury's 52. Okay. Well, he should have been maybe 30, but that that's that kind of gray area is where, okay, we, we could go the way with this. Sure. Uh, let's jump over to the defensive side of the ball and do the same thing. Who made the list who maybe shouldn't have. I've always had a really contrary opinion about this player. And I always duck mm. when I talk about it because there are times when he's wait. like, <laughs> Uh, Jalen Ramsey, uh, he finished 21st on our list. And while that's deserved to a point when he's at his best, there are also too many instances these days where that's not quite good enough. Last season, his final season with the Rams for the trade that sent him to the Dolphins, he allowed 56 catches on 86 targets, 712 yards, seven touchdowns, seven touchdowns, four interceptions, 11 pass breakups, opponent pass rating of 98.6. When the opponent pass rating is optimal body temperature, it's not good. You can slough that off to a point with the tape, balance it out. Here's the problem. More and more, it's important that you can either play man coverage as an outside corner or quarters, which is kind of man with rules. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, Ramsey's performance in man coverage for PFF last season, nine catches on 11 targets, 145 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, two pass breakups, and an opponent pass rating of 149.1. That's not a top 50 player. I don't care who he is. If you're, if you're that, and and I, I I went back and watched the man snaps because sometimes, especially with corners and safety stats lie. Um, Mm -hmm. I think he's better as kind of an overhang defender than an outside corner. And I know it's, it's, it's him and Xavier and Howard. It's Vic Fangio's defense. Fangio will make the, the absolute most of Ramsey because the guy is a freaking genius. You know this because he mm-hmm. was, you know, you know all about that. Um, but I, I can't, I, I can't, I can't put him above Slay and Bradbury. I didn't put him above Slay or Bradbury in my cornerbacks list. Definitely. So how am I going to put him above either one of them in the top 50? There's just no way. Yeah. I I'm going to, I'm going to stick with a cornerback as well. And again, this is a, this is a tough line to walk. It's Patrick Sertan. But I, I, after you say what you say, I'm going to tell you why I completely agree. Okay. So I feel the same way about him as I do about, about Lawrence, where I'm really certain that he's trending in the direction of being on this list for a long time. I Fully oh, believe that he's a very good player in the league. There he made from your one to two. Is believe that he's the best cornerback in the NFL right now. Wow. Yeah. Well, that is a strong um, opinion in around the league. So, well, I disagree with people in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree with people in the league. So there. So so um, I, I just no, like I said, it's not it's not about for for me the way I view this is one incredible season it i'm i'm not ready to to make you one of the most dominant players in the league i have to see it over over an extended you know couple seasons mm-hmm. and it feels like putting him there now over guys like slay or bradbury or demario davis um even maybe von miller although he he might be a little a little a little bit washed at this point uh for the purposes of this list um he's a really good rookie sertan was and and he was even better in his second season uh, but with with guys like the ones I just named missing the list, I, I think Sertan got put in a little bit early. Where I agree with you on this is they played a ton of man in 2021, which was Fangio's last season with them. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons they played so much man was because Sertan is a dead red man corner, man press corner. Was in college, was is in the NFL. Uh, they had a coordinator switch. Now they got another one, third different DC in three seasons, which is always weird. Mm-hmm. Um, they went to a lot more zone and his zone splits were not great. And he got a mm-hmm. little bit lost in zone coverage. When I put together my top cornerbacks list, the guys I had up top and Bradbury was number one. Slay was number three were guys that were dominant in man and zone. I want both. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Right. Um, and I'm you not got to be multiple. Yeah. I'm not saying Sertan was, I think his opponent pass rating was like 75 in zone. So we're not talking, it's not a disaster. Right. But if we're going to say that he is the best corner in the NFL, which there are people like highly placed in the end coaches say he's and not just the Broncos coaches either, but like huh. Sertan is the best. I think he could be. I think there are times when he's right up there, but it's mm-hmm. still, I'm not sure I agree with your pronouncement that Lawrence that's premature. I think with Sertan, sure. a little bit is. Okay. Very good. Uh, that is four down territory. So happy to be back with you, Doug. Love talking football with you. And can't wait for next week. Awesome, man. Great to be back. And uh, thanks. Thanks.